you know, sometimes you see the press release for a band and you just kind of read it and move on. But um, this next group, New Monarch, is the culmination of Red Sun Rising featuring two members of Wilson as well. We're joined by their guitarist and uh, songwriter, Ryan Williams. How's it going, man? Great. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Thanks for uh, joining us on Meet Me for Coffee. It's uh, I've got some good memories about Red Sun Rising, and I think the New Monarch is going to make some even better ones and more... Uh, you know, long lasting ones uh, for me. Uh, I, I like the name. I like the design on uh, the uh, the EP. Uh, of course, if you haven't grabbed the copy of New Monarch's EP, the throne, newmonarch.bigcartel.com is the site to pick it up on vinyl. There's a limited supply of it, but I'd love to pick it, pick it up for sure. And you can check out some, even like some merch, uh, and you can stream it on Spotify, uh, wherever you get your, your music. Uh, you know, how's it going? Uh, how do you drink your coffee? This is meet me for coffee. I got a double espresso, which is now like a single espresso now, wherever this camera is. Yeah, there we uh, go. Nice. My, that's my style. So I just got a, I just got my first espresso machine. So I've gone through like the French press phase and the Starbucks phase. And so I have this little cappuccino machine. So I do like a double, double shot espresso. Then I'll, the, I top the rest with coffee and try to keep it at that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel, feel like espresso is more of like a clean high, right? Like it's, I feel like I get what I need quicker out of it. And then, yeah, I run all day with that. I, if I drink coffee all day, I feel weird. Yeah, you get almost like coffee. Like you, your your chest gets tight. and like you're... Yes. Yeah, tired. Chest is tight. I, I'm a high strung as it is. So I can I can tell when I've had too much. I, I, I know. You know what I mean? Like a, just yapping. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I know you're a high stress guy. Like what? how do you de-stress? I would say I'm high stress. Uh, but I do. I have methods to de-stress, though. Um, I mean, I meditate, um, work out, uh, I train MMA, which I really dig. Um, and, uh, you know, all the other stuff, I got a puppy and two kids, they're high stress, but they're high reward. So high stress, high strong, um, MMA is definitely something cool to get into. Uh, I used to hang out with those guys back in the day. Some of the, uh, fighters from here in Canada, you know, Chris, Chris Clements and like, Mark Hominick and stuff. They had something okay. going up in my little hometown. And I used to like drop in and see them when they used to come to Boston Pizza. This is a place we used to go hang out and like eat pizza and, and watch flights every Saturday. So these guys were just local heroes. They used to just show up and have a few beers and listen to some of the uh, the experiences they've had. Uh, I even like used to play in a band. Uh, I'm sure I mentioned it to you before. We had a fundraiser and I was saying to Chris Clements, who was the, the, the hardest punch in like at that time in all of the ufc um uh, like maybe we can fundraise some money and then you can just punch me in the head or something he's like but i kill you i'm like okay maybe that's not <laughs> such a good, yeah a good uh but yeah so mma mixed martial arts jujitsu uh taekwondo i you know i'm almost a black belt in taekwondo i should probably go back oh, and, i didn't know that and and, and, and awesome. rock that uh have some yeah. boxing experience as well so cool uh, it's it, it, it's something about mixed martial arts is natural it's you know weightlifting as it is like bodybuilding whatever like do the motion of you know weightlifting with the dumbbells that's not really natural fighting with your instinct is so when you get in a fight if you i, I don't start fights but uh you get in a situation you're able to defend yourself and it, it's like almost automatic right so yeah um, i think so how'd you get into it um you know i i uh Right before the pandemic, it was sort of like the, around the time Red Sun Rising ended and my son was on the way. And 
Um, I don't know. I, I felt like I've always I've always wanted to do it, right? I've always been a fan of boxing. And then I started to get into MMA a little bit, and then I wouldn't follow fighters, and then I would. And then there was a local gym uh, near my house, and uh, um, I just popped in one day. I was like, if I'm going to be somebody's dad, right, I want to start, like, uh, picking at all the things that I'm either self-conscious about or, like, the things that, like, um, I don't know. I wanted to be tougher than I was, I guess, mentally. And then the physical aspect of it was just uh, – at the beginning, I guess it was to be able to defend myself. And now it's more of like I'm enjoying the process and trying to find ways to get better. But um, I did it just to try to be a better dad, to be honest with you. And then I got hooked on it. And, you know, I made friends. And before the pandemic, I was I was a little over a year in um, and starting to spar a lot and had a really good group of guys in it. Um, I had to stop for a while, but now I'm, I'm back at it. And um, I got some new goals in mind. I think I'm going to put a little more time into jujitsu and start belting as opposed to doing the nogi stuff I've been doing for a while. And, um, yeah, I, I dig it. I tell people all the time too. Like I, I said, I'm a med, like I like to meditate right I, when I can or whatever, but to me, sparring is meditation on steroids. I never feel better than when I got like a clean sparring session. And even if I didn't do great or if the other guy just out punched me or whatever, um, I always feel like the burdens of the day are so far removed and um, I don't know. I dig it. So what what hooks you about it? Like what got you addicted to it? Um, I think it's it's well, it's a good workout. Uh, it's stress management for sure. I have super tons of admiration for the fighters. I, I feel like I feel like a fan around guys, local guys that have fights. Like I always want to go to their fights if we can. I like the sense of community, but also sometimes I get to work in and keep them warm right which is kind of an honor because you got to get there but i think one of the biggest things about it too is um is the process you you can't help you can't enjoy doing that sport without enjoying the process because you lose a lot you you, you get hit a lot it doesn't feel good a lot um you know i have you have days where you walk out it's like man i'm good at this and you go in next week and some guy chokes you out and then the next guy busts your jaw up and you have a, a headache for the for all week and you barely landed a, a shot and it's just it's humbling i don't know i like everything about it hey you're resilient man and it takes a resilient person to keep on going in music uh describe the beginning of uh this new project new monarch yeah um so i i had a bunch of songs written when red before red sun rising split up we, we were on the verge of writing a record which means you know writers gotta write right everything whoever writes in the band had the start putting songs together. And I, I had a lot of them I was working on. Um, and I just sort of kept going. And, and uh, when we split up, I sort of became more self-contained, like a lot more than we were used to. I, I used to, I used to be the kind of songwriter that a lot of times would like put an idea in a phone and it could be so poorly recorded, but that was how the idea came to the next person to before we started developing it. And then I started, I started recording my stuff. Um, and it wasn't soon after that Wilson, that band, had ended and I, everybody loves those guys. I love those guys. And, um, I needed somebody to play a little bass on, on my stuff. So I hit up James from Wilson and he lived in Detroit. I lived in, uh, Akron, Ohio. And, um, he just drove down one weekend. And when he left, we sort of felt like we had a band. We had a, you know, the outline of a lot, some of the stuff that's out already happened just that very weekend. Right. So, um, I don't know. It was, you know, that, that, that got the spark going for sure. And then the next thing was to find a singer. And that was, that was the Facebook ad thing. 
Eddie, Ed, how many auditions did you do? Well, we got 150 the first day, which was crazy because um, I told, I think I've told this story a bunch of times, but I, I put the posts up and in a way it was like, I'm this guy that came out of this band that was doing pretty well. And I didn't even mention James yet in the ad, I don't think. And it just said vocalist wanted. And I, I was, I was kind of like, if nobody replies to this, like, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next. Maybe it's a sign to move on. And music was the thing I did. I got really far and it was cool and I loved it. But I woke up. I couldn't believe it. There, The first day, first morning, there was almost 100. And these are like video auditions, audio auditions, people from bands I had crossed paths with. And then like just five auditions in was this kid from Oklahoma doing Queen. And I actually thought that he was lip syncing so i sent it to james and i sent him every but there were a lot of really good people by the way but we both agreed like if this guy's for real uh let's get him on a zoom call and he's got to do it acapella on zoom no music if he can do that we'll get him a plane ticket and he did it he he blew us away he did uh somebody to love by clean by queen acapella on zoom <laughs> we bought him a plane ticket uh, the rest is history right so you guys get in the studio uh this new EP, uh, The Throne, uh, is out. Uh, what's next? You have a full another a full length coming out. Yeah, uh, full length's pretty much ready to go. Uh, just it's all about timing. Um, uh, it's going to be twelve songs now. It started off as eleven. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about song twelve that I'm excited about. But yeah, uh, I, I, I plan on releasing music pretty quickly all year, all year long until it makes sense to drop this record and. I, I'm not going to put everything out before you buy, people get the record, but um, we're going to get we're going to go a little more rapid fire, I, I think, and just kind of keep the songs coming. Every time we have a little run, I think I'm going to drop something new. It seems to really, uh, you know, it really gives the band a boost. And every time we drop something, the fan base gets a little bigger, which is a really good sign. Right. It could go the other way. So. But we're having fun doing this. You could have you can have just complete backlash. and <laughs> Right. Yeah. Nothing. We could not be doing this right now. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, like you're even into producing now too, right? Yeah, that's right. I have a production company with a gentleman named Bob Marlette, who a lot of people who listen to this will probably know. Um, and it's called JLP Productions. And um, we are, we just started, we, well, we wrapped an EP for our first band we did together called Pray for Sleep out of Columbus, Ohio. They're incredible. The album is going to be incredible. And, um, uh, the music's not out yet, but that's by design. They're getting a lot of a lot of traction, a lot of attention right now, which is good. So uh, that that'll be another another thing that we're gonna do, and um, we're gonna do more bands for sure. That's wicked. I mean, I'm sure there'll be a few bands that contact uh, me through this, just you know, trying to get to you. So uh, it's JLP. Yeah, yeah, JLP Productions. Eh? Yep, that's pretty cool. And you have a record label now that you're running. Um, mm-hmm. Your first band is New Monarch. And New Monarch. Course, uh, that's what is it called? Brahma? Brahma Creative. That's a pretty cool name. Um, are you branching out to more things like the publishing side as well? Uh, we well, yeah, actually, in a way, we right now we're publishing through Ingrooves and um, uh, Legendary, and um, you know, but that that involves a lot of without the without a, a label doing it for me, which is kind of the way things were done in the past. Um, obviously, I'm very hands on, so. Um, a little bit of that, but as of right, right now, right now being in new Monarch is my number one priority in producing also. How important is it to have some type of publishing deal, um, 
when being in a band uh, and, and making sure those royalties come to you? Well, it's so important. It's it's crazy. When there's a lot of there were a lot of these things going around for a long time called like 360 deals, right? And a lot of times you'd sell your publishing rights uh, to the record label, which makes it so that when you know when you're moving on, like your songwriting royalties will come to you. But as far as like the decision making and the ownership over all the music, the publishing rights will go to the record label. That's very very common. Um, I I think you need to own as much as you can. I mean, you got to own absolutely as much of your own music and your own art as possible. Um, do I do I could I see a scenario like where you do a little give and take for the the leverage of the record label? I mean, definitely there's there's opportunities there, but a lot of people get pigeonholed into these long term contracts and deals where they get these little chunks of publishing buyouts, and the next thing you know, they're just so, and if they're not songwriters, then they're really screwed. I mean, if he, if you're not writing the songs and you don't own the publishing of your music, you're just a you're just a guy that's there. Well, I mean, like there's there's people like Taylor Swift who have like a bunch of people who write with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her selling her publishing half, you know, she gets a huge chunk out of it. But I'm sure those people are still on the hook somehow. They get the, the royalties anyway, right? Well, I mean, if it's worth your while, I'm sure there's there's good deals to be made, especially if you're Taylor Swift. Yeah. Um, typically, if you're a new band. Um, they're probably not offering you a tremendous amount for that, but sometimes you don't have a choice. It's like, this is, this is the business we'll do with you. It's, this is why it's tricky. It's tricky to navigate and it's hard to understand in the very, in the first place, let alone then negotiate it, navigate it. And if you're a band that's been beating up your hometown for 10 years and you just can't get out. And then all of a sudden there's this, this glimmering light, everything looks attractive and sac- you've been sacrificing and doing it for free anyway. So it, it's it's tough because you can get on the hook for something that's not good for you long term. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of bad decisions we've all made trying to make our music go and get to the masses. Um, what What is the biggest lesson that you've learned uh, in your career thus far? The biggest lesson, I mean... I would say this, that the music side of it is it, it's subjective, right? Um, I think if you're going to be in the business of creativity, that your creation has to come first. Your What you like has to be about what you like. You need to be making what you like and enjoy making what you like because there's, all, there's, there's a way bigger odds that you're not going to make money doing it. It's way, way more likely that you're not. So you should know that going into it. So if it's not about that for you, you're going to have a pretty miserable run at this, you know? So I think number one is stick to your guns artistically, but still be an open book. There's plenty of great people that will teach you how to evolve as a music. I'm always learning from somebody, uh, uh, you know, especially in this production aspect of things with Bob, I've learned a ton from him. Again, this isn't the first time I've walked out of his studio like that. Red Sun Rising did that polyester zeal album there. That's how I met him. And we just, we walked out better musicians, but, um we also walked out and said we made the record we wanted to make and that was awesome and um that's what this new monarch thing is i think that the the fact there is like this kind of radio polished but but if you look at my whole span of music i've written that's kind of what i like i mean i like everything this band explores the six minutes the last thing we put out was like six minutes long but um um you know i i don't ever feel i don't feel like that's like a sellout quality of of what I'm doing. I think that is a very tricky aspect of making music. And I think that's 
somewhere that one, I like it. Number two, I think that's something I got good at over the years. And, um, so that's by design. Like that's, that's how I like my music to come out. I like that sheen at the end, you know, that songwriting, the hook that grabs you and pulls you in. Is there a lot of, a lot of bands out there that have made a record they're just not happy about? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's scary. It's failing on somebody else's terms, especially in the business, is, is really hard. I mean, imagine, imagine that every time you take a step making an album, and I know this is people this has happened to, and and you sacrifice what you think, what you really truly want, and then you give in, and then you give in, and then you give in because other people are telling you it's gonna work. And if it doesn't, that hurts even worse because you kind of you kind of didn't even put out the thing you wanted. Like, what if you had done it your way also? And I'll tell you this from experience. If you put that song out and it doesn't go, nobody's going to own up to it anyway. So you better like, you know, I'm not saying you need to be a, a hard, like a hard ass all the time. I here, Here's a here's a philosophy that Red Sun Rising lived on and that this band lived on, lives on as songwriters and works in the studio. Best idea wins. Drop the ego for a second. Obviously, that the, the song needs to be the song. And I think there are certain people that are more in the creative aspect of like what the lyrics should be and what the overall melody should be. But this band operates solely on best idea wins all the time. So if the bass player comes in and he's got the guitar part or if, if I've got the lyric or if Sebastian's got the lead or, you know, anybody in the group has something and it's better than what I had, it's suck it up and put it in. You know, if it's like, this is, this is the best thing for the song. I think that's a really valuable lesson too. That's pretty interesting. Um, what are some of your, your band's goals in 2023? Um, keep touring, keep, keep, we're adding shows to the roster all the time. Um, keep releasing music, which is ready to be released and, um, just try to grow the band. Uh, this is something we'd all love to do and keep doing and keep making records and it's going really well. And uh, it wasn't it wasn't easy to get this thing started. So we're we, we're going to ride it out. But we're in this cool, cool part of it where it's starting to catch. We just did this this run of these EPs, these five song EPs. And um, uh, when the, the ones that were signed, I personally took the responsibility of handling like where they go, like the shipping and all that stuff. And I couldn't believe how many new names and new cities and towns I don't even know, know that I've ever heard of where these went. So that was really awesome to see that this is spreading and um, we're finally getting to go play. You know, we, we're leaving in March for uh, Florida. We're going to do Throwdown at the campground. We're going to do Tallahassee, South Carolina, Columbus, Ohio. Um, and uh, I'll probably put a new piece of music out right before that. That's awesome. And you're probably going to have some great food and eats all the way through the coast there. Yeah, and, probably. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so exciting, man, uh, to see a band thrive. And uh, make sure you uh, enjoy it for me, man. Uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, New Monarch, check them out on Spotify or on their website. Uh, you can also check out their record uh, if you want to buy it, newmonarch.bigcartel.com. Uh, what else do we have to say before we leave here, man? Um, you know, look, yeah, look out for us. Uh, you can check our Facebook or Instagram for our tour schedules. Obviously, we're going to be promoting any new songs that we have coming out right now. If you want to, we just released a song called The Throne that's on our five-song EP, and it's the title of our five-song EP. It's on Spotify or every single place you can stream music. And um, we're actually just wrapping up production on song number 12, which was not really in the cards originally for the record. Uh, and it's awesome. And it shows that the band is continuing to grow. So uh, um, new music coming all year long.
Rock and roll. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks for having me, man.